Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our special Workforce mini-series edition on Deep Dives with Tremika Benjamin, a podcast that is dedicated to giving you an in-depth look at innovative strategies within higher education for higher education executives. I'm your host, Tremika Benjamin, and today we're going to talk to Dr. Rebecca Corbin. She's the president and CEO of the National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship. I wanted to hear about what she's doing at NACI and what her and her team are doing at NACI to build programs that foster entrepreneurial mindsets. So let's dive in. So first, I want to just thank you so much, Dr. Corbin, for being here. Do you mind if I call you Rebecca or Becky? Sure. Call me Becky. I I would love that. Okay. Thank you. So thank you so much for being on Deep Dives with Tremika Benjamin and stepping away from WDI for a moment to talk to me. So, NACI, an organization that I hear and people in the halls, even at this conference, they talk about it all the time. So as a president... Um, new or as a president, just now starting to think about this entrepreneurial structure within their organization. How would you describe what the organization is and the value um, that it has to community colleges? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I love talking about NACI. I love talking to entrepreneurs like you. NACI is a nonprofit educational association. We're 20 years old. Our sole purpose is to advance entrepreneurship and innovation within colleges and within communities. So we do that in in a couple of different ways. We don't just write about it and talk about it and have conferences about it. We actually co-create things with our members. And we work with partners, with foundations and corporations to try to develop new practices and and new resources and new tools so that we're not saying... College president, we want you to be more innovative. Well, how do how do they do that? So that's really we embrace that role. It's a niche. Um, no other association is really doing the work that we're doing, and we're really excited about it. So, as a college president, do they do the research and find resources and grants to be able to partner with you all, or do you all receive funding from the government as well? We receive zero government funding. No government funding. Our business model, if you will, our budget is we get about 5% of our revenue from membership dues. We keep our dues very low, $900 for a college to join. Our budget is about uh, $10.4 million this year. So we actually go out and um, get the grants. We get them from uh, corporations. um, We get them from foundations. Um, We have had government grants in the past, but we sometimes will partner with other organizations. And then what we do with that funding is we take our pool of hundreds of colleges and we'll ask for volunteers. Do you want to be part of a STEM initiative? So we'll work with groups of colleges, maybe 10, 20 colleges. We'll give them subgrant awards and then we will project manage different projects, whether it's reaching under-resourced young people, getting them onto college campuses, whether it's financial literacy tools like Intuit provides. Right. So it's a little bit of a different, we, we operate as a business, uh, essentially, with a, a non, we're a nonprofit, so we have a service mission. That's amazing. And you mentioned that, um, your member, you mentioned your membership. How does a college become a member? Is there qualifying? Is there criteria for it? Or... They just sign up and apply? How does that work? They Well, we have a website. Our website is NACCE.com. So we have a membership page. Mm-hmm. And all a college has to do is click on, I want to be a member of NACI. They pay $900 a year so they can come to our conferences. They get our easy, um, easy. magazine. Uh, and and you know, I, mm-hmm. the analogy I like is it's like a gym. You get a gym membership. Mm-hmm. If you go, you use the equipment, you get a trainer. I mean, you can get into fabulous shape. And we have various levels of, of membership. So college um, 
might join. Uh, you know, for example, um, College of the Desert is a member, and they usually will get 10 people on the NACI membership. So those are could be the president, the dean, the faculty. So they're the sort of people engaged within the college, and then they'll engage with hundreds of other people at other colleges. So they'll say, oh my gosh, there's something going on in Bloomington, Indiana that we could do here in Palm Springs. And we hadn't thought about it before, but we'll add a little twist to it. Yeah. And you know, perhaps in certain cases we have funding, like we have an Everyday Entrepreneur Venture Fund um, to support that. So if they say we want to support Everyday Entrepreneurs, um, advance the equity agenda, we've got some philanthropists that have given us money that we say, okay, come on board. We'll give you some seed funding, and then we want you to go into your community and find champions there to match it. So, you know, it's kind of an action game for us, no, and it's amazing. fun. It's, it's cool, and we love it. It's interesting because as I, you know, Asked some of our fellow CEOs in here at AACC's WDI, when you think of Macy, what do you what do you think of? And I've had multiple people say, well, first of all, Becky is a convener. She knows how to bring people and money and resources together to make communities move. Um, I had a great conversation with Dr. Casey Sachs, and she talked about the work that you showcased in her within her school at Bridge Valley. So you do work with a lot of rural schools as well. So can you talk to us about some projects that you're doing within the rural communities? Yeah, we do a lot of work within rural schools. Um, one uh, one big project that we have is funded um, by the Verizon Foundation, which we adore, I'm so excited adore about this, this work. And um, it, they really champion um, bringing people together. So they focus on urban communities and rural communities and people that are kind of experiencing the digital divide. And mm-hmm. so they made a commitment and they've stuck with it. Um, I mean, they they devote staff and resources. So we're, we're a project manager on that. So, uh, for example, a, a rural college will get funding um, for that program. And then they will reach out into rural communities and invite um, young people to come on to college campuses and engage in, in programming. It's, it's just amazing how transformative that work is. So that's one big project that happens in rural colleges. Uh, we've also done entrepreneurship projects with the uh, Appalachian Regional Commission of trying to um, get people to start to think about entrepreneurship because a lot of rural people are very entrepreneurial. They don't think of themselves as entrepreneurs, but we've done some work in the coal distressed communities. Um, that was uh, President Sachs. We, we worked with her when she was a commissioner in West Virginia. And then, of course, now she's she's leading um, a, a wonderful college there in um, Charleston, West Virginia. So we have relationships throughout um, the Appalachian region of 13 states. Uh, we have a lot of presence there. Uh, we're working with a couple of universities on some grant opportunities in the Delta region. We want to do more in Louisiana and some of those other states that really... Um, I said this to somebody today and they kind of looked at me funny, but I think sometimes being in a rural place, you you have more of an entrepreneurial mindset because you're used to not having you enough of to. anything. You have to. Right. So they can do a lot with a little bit. They I sure mean, can. you sometimes you give a rural college $10,000 and this happened in the state of West Virginia. They turned it into like $200,000 because all of a sudden it's it's like the biggest news in town. When we go there... You know, they bring out the cameras. It's a big deal. You go into major media markets and, you know, there's so much other stuff going on. There's a lot of... And the communities just rally around the work and they rally around the initiatives. They they do. And and I'll tell you one interesting thing I've seen in rural Mm -hmm. communities is you start to address um, the needs of maybe middle school students that, you know, are 
we want to make sure that they graduate and go to college and hopefully go to community college. When we start working with those young people, all of a sudden their parents and guardians start coming along and they start to get curious about what's going on at the community college. And if they started their families early, they might be in their thirties or forties. And all of a sudden they find out about workforce training. We've seen that time and time again in Tennessee. We saw that at Roan State and it was, it was amazing. We did a little mini documentary about it. We did a documentary about it just to show what is possible when you go out and visit people and see how it changes the relationship that they have, you know, with their families. And so let's talk about a college that struggles with, maybe not struggle, but maybe they just don't have a strong division, whether it's a business division or whether it's, um, I think a business is a good example. If they don't have like a really strong business infrastructure, now not business like intro to economics, but like a business, here's how you write a business plan. Here's how you do Intuit software to be able to become an entrepreneur. What resources can NACI provide or support can, that NACI can provide to be able to, for them to help develop their workforce and their entrepreneur infrastructure? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and you mentioned Intuit. They're one of our, our large partners as well. So they provide, for example, through NACI QuickBooks. So if you are, you have a college um, address, so colleges might be working with community members or students mm-hmm. that want to start businesses, they have access to all these tools. Um, QuickBooks, there's a design for delight software that they can start to think about how do you ideate a problem and create a prototype and test it. So all of those um, services are provided for free. Now, why the companies do it is part of their social responsibility mission. We use all of our communication channels, platforms, conferences to make sure that people know about it. In addition to that, we have a fellows program. So we have tenured faculty, we have a college president, and we have an advancement officer that actually will work directly with colleges and provide technical assistance advice. And, you know, it's important because you want somebody with some street cred, right? Right, Like if I'm a business faculty, like why, why should I listen to you when your background is something completely different? But Mm -hmm. if, if we're meeting each other being, you know, faculty member to faculty member, we're talking the same language, we're we're experiencing the same challenges. And we have the same thing with the leadership work we do with presidents because it's a very lonely job. They have all these constituencies, you know, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful transformative job, but, but they have a lot of burdens. And when we can bring them together as a community, they'll talk about like, how do they better support their faculty? Like what tools are out there and everybody's budget challenged. And then there are certain products that are great products. So, so we say, you know, this is something experiment with our members. Do they want to adopt it? Do they want to use it? And then, you know, we have a, a magazine in different channels where we can, you know, share out some things that are really good things. So we're careful with who we bring into the, the NACI family, I would say. <laughs> so what's next for NACI? What does the future look like? Give me some juicy stuff that's on the horizon for your organization. I love that question because I are, we've been working on this for the last six or for the past six months is we have a very bold agenda from now into 2026. So, you know, right now we are in about 330 community colleges with about 3000 engaged people reaching 3 million students in the next three years. We want engagement with all 1,100 community colleges. We want to have 10,000 people engaged and we want to impact all of the community college students in in certain ways. You know, we can't be actively engaged, but uh, what we're really doing is is really looking at our membership model and, and thinking about things like 
for example, everybody in the business community uses LinkedIn. They have a free version. So you're a student, you know, you're unemployed. You can get in there for the free version. But if you want to post ads, if you want to use the data and the resources, there's ways to scale up. And we've been talking with some of our funders about, you know, engaging with us. So we're going to be scaling our um, entrepreneur venture program where we're bringing on um, three new senior leaders. So we're, we're growing the organization with this heart. So our philosophy is our members are the heart of everything we do, period. And when we stray away from that, that's when we start to lose our way. Because oh. when I think about the work at NACI, you know, I'm I'm trained in higher education, but I've become sort of a very good business person to look at opportunity. So, you know, our biggest asset, though, while we might be very good at giving back money and, and managing money, if we don't have our members, we don't have anything. And so what I want are people to feel like, I can be involved with NACI if I have literally almost nothing or if I'm getting so much, I want to be more involved. So that's That's what the future is. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time, Becky. And I cannot wait to see you this time next year as we talk about how you are moving on your path to all 1100 community colleges. Well, thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. Your your company is amazing. I'm just learning about it. So congratulations on your success. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Thank you. Thank you. So there you have it, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And Becky, thank you so much for your time. I hope that everyone that's listening enjoyed this episode as much as I did. But I have some bad news. Listen, listen up. Only one more episode of the Workforce miniseries is left. But I actually do have some good news, too. Actually, I have two good newses. Is that a word? Two good newses? But I have two things that are good news. First, the mini-season finale is a good one. Like, really good. Not a little good, like a lot, lot, lot good. You're going to love it. And the other good thing is Deep Dives will be back later on this year. We're working on some really good stuff. All these things that you all tell me when I see you at conferences, when I spend time with you on campuses, I hear you and I have this information in the works. But you don't have to wait because you can watch every single one of these episodes, including the Workforce Edition, by going to www.deepdivestv.com or you could subscribe through your favorite podcast subscription. Thank you all for listening. Bye.